Blog Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about life and how we navigate down the not-so-yellow brick road of it. I'm your host, Kathy Barrett. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to the program. It's so great to be back. As you know, I have been on hiatus, co-writing a book called The Icon Hunter, which is the memoir of Tasula Hajitofi. Tasula is the founder of Walk of Truth, a non-governmental organization that engages the public about the importance of protecting and preserving the world's cultural heritage. We have uh, worked on this project for the last three years, and Tasula is such a magnificent person, a unique and very fascinating spirit, and she is doing much-needed work in the world right now, a refugee from Cyprus herself. She was placed in extraordinary circumstances to repatriate her country's looted cultural heritage. So go to walkoftruth.com or tasulahajitofi.com to find out more information about Tasula and the work that she's involved with. You will find links to her website on gobehindthecurtain.com, where you can also see a trailer of the Icon Hunter book. The Icon Hunter is part memoir, part page-turning mystery, if you will, and it will be released on April 11th through Pegasus Books. And you can go to Amazon uh, Amazon.com right now or Barnes & Noble and pre-order a copy. So I hope you'll do that. Our guest today, and I'm so excited about this, our guest today is Dr. Elliot Maynard. And he has been referred to by some of his colleagues as the human from the future. And after reading this book, I have to agree with them. It's, his new book is called Brave New Mind, Working in a Future Science World. And let me just tell you a little bit about the, the good doctor. He is uh, considered a neo-Renaissance scientist and conceptual designer. His background spans the fields of global ecology, coral reef ecology, oceanography, and tropical rainforest biology. In addition to his work as a, uh, being a futurist, an author, and educator, he is also an accomplished artist, sculptor, musician, underwater photographer, and documentary filmmaker. Now, that's what I call using both sides of the brain with mastery. Um, Dr. Maynard is also founder and president of Arco Cielos Foundation in Sedona, Arizona, and has been active in the Aerospace Technology Working Group, the UMITAD International Leadership Foundation, the U.S. Psychotronics Association, and the World Future Society. He also serves on the editorial board for the Kepler Institute for Space Philosophy. You can go to his website, and it is arcocielos.com. I'll spell that for you, A-R-C-O-S-C-I-E-L-O-S.com. Welcome to the program, Dr. Maynard, and thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it very much. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I, I did love your book. I, I do love your book. It's, it's on my desk, and I'm using it as a reference right now. But, you know, there is no doubt that we are at a crossroads in the world right now. And in your book, you so beautifully write, and I quote, The time has arrived in Earth's evolutionary development for the new thinkers of all nations 
to make the quantum shift from regional national perspective to a fresh new planetary and intergalactic consciousness. Our technology has reached the point where we can either choose to enhance or continue to systematically destroy the delicate balance of the natural forces which sustain our global biosphere. Really well said. And so we are at this crossroads. So why don't you first explain to the listeners what the future science technology is? Yes, well, over the years I finally came to the conclusion after studying many history books and uh, and uh, consciousness research books that uh, the cycles of the rise and fall of empires, the the destruction of the environment to build ships and uh, for war and and cathedrals for the religious uh, mighty. Uh, and going on into the conquest, the, the whole business of, of revolutions, and then heads lopped off, and then, again, this just kept repeating itself. So I said, we need a new paradigm, a new master paradigm or a platform. Think of it as a new operating system. And this operating system, if you compare a reel-to-reel tape deck, you move forward or backwards along a timeline to get to the uh, musical piece or piece of information you want. Mm-hmm. With the quantum field, you it's like a CD, compact disc. The laser goes directly to the point where you need the information. Bang, just like that. And you do this. This is a natural, intuitive sense that we all have. And it was a mm-hmm. great survival uh, asset in times past when we were hunter-gatherers and all of that. But now we've got a whole new ball game with a new technology, the uh, rise in vibration, etc. So we now can open ourselves and achieve uh, little miracles in our life one after the other by simply opening ourselves, flicking a switch, going from not believing anything you can't prove to be true to not disbelieving anything you cannot prove to be untrue. And that little switch, uh, mnemonic in your mind, will bring on a new nonlinear paradigm that will create a whole set of miracles in your life. So it's really quite, it's actually a much more fun and adventurous way to be in terms of uh, adventurous way of using one's mind. Yes, yes, and the important thing is, um, you know, humans uh, seem to be addicted to various things. I think it's a survival asset if you Mm -hmm. got into gathering nuts for your your tribe or family and all of that or hunting. It's very important. And so uh, now we have a whole new system with a whole uh, electronic system it's it's the global brain, but it's gone up a couple levels. It's now viral. You can one person anywhere on the planet uh, that can get to a computer or the equivalent can put out a thought form that can go so-called viral, which which means it keeps branching uh, exponentially. Mm-hmm. And so this is how many of these miracles can be achieved. This is something that's happened quite recently in our history. And so within this concept, we can do all kinds of uh, magic, so to speak. Well, you talk about that as well in the book and about the power of global consciousness and 
uh, and with prayer. I think you you write about a study that was done in terms of a group that uh, was told where people were uniting and there were great numbers praying for people with health issues and another group where they didn't pray. And the, and the actual power behind those that joined together to pray versus you know the group that didn't receive the prayers and the and it's it's all energy anyway we're energy i mean that's that's what this space well, is yes, about well uh, yes this system is called invincible defense technology it was that concept was developed by a man named John Hagelin who's uh uh head of the uh consciousness uh business school in the midwest and he actually ran an experiment where he he had different kinds of people in in different areas of of uh location catholic uh priests and nuns and and uh jewish rabbis and buddhist monks and they were just told to focus their prayers um unconditional love on half the group and the other half was the control group and they found very nicely to match the old linear system that very nice improvement in healing and success of uh, of surgeries, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is quite a wonderful thing, but what's even more amazing is that if you go down in, or up into the quantum realm, you go to the roots of conflict. You can actually pray to dissolve those roots and Ecuador, the country of Ecuador, has been using uh, this in their military to help their soldiers uh, be more effective and calm on the battlefield and also remove the source of conflict. If you go to mm. that quantum area, it simply dissolves. It's like it's beyond con- conflict resolution. It's conflict prevention. I love that, and that is much needed today because... As we were talking earlier before we went on the air, you know, I mean, we're facing global warming. Uh, We are right now in America a very divided country uh, and everything that's going on politically every day. It's like a circus here and news media (laughs) in a constant frenzy and we're all kind of extra stressed out about it. And, you know, and then look at what's happening with terrorism and, and the conflicts rising around the world and you know, the number of refugees and displaced people is now surpassing 65 million. So how do we take this new quantum thinking and and apply it to solve these global issues in a non-reactionary way? Well, one of the the ways I talk about this is that, uh, and I'm thinking about myself, uh, I grew up in New England, and uh, we're trained by our parents, religious teachers, uh, and also in school, Again, not to believe anything we can't prove to be true. And we move into that new realm by opening ourselves to possibilities. So mm-hmm. one of the things that's very important, if people who want to, who are frustrated with this, uh, uh, this tremendous turmoil in Washington and, and all over the globe, if they would start putting light on these people instead of judging them, Oh, uh, this is a simple thing. It's what I do because I, I tend to be judgmental. So when that little thing snaps in, I just put a squirt of light on them. It's unconditional love or however you want to look at it. And the other thing is if people would only learn to listen, and if they can't say anything constructive or nice, 
then don't say anything at all. And um, there are ways to creatively uh, express your opinion if you think, well, yeah, that's a great idea. However, have you thought about this? Now, that is not non-conflicting. It doesn't push another person's buttons. We're so trained to just kind of cut down anyone who sticks their head up. The Japanese have have a saying, the nail that sticks up gets hammered, and you can see how that <laughs> happens. Yeah. And people have been wanting change, and they wanted change, and they never expected it to happen this way. So mm-hmm. the majority of people are afraid of change being removed from their comfort zone, and they just need to see that. Uh, they step back a little bit, listen, and don't. Don't say anything destructive if, you, if that's all you can say. That's, that simple would make the world a much better place. It certainly would. That's much. That really is great advice, and it's and it it is true because I find myself going there too, and I had to stop myself. I was getting just as crazy tweeting at not three o'clock in the morning, but you know, just being very reactionary about certain things. And but you you are right. It doesn't get us anywhere, and it doesn't uh, solve the situation. So what you suggested is really beautiful, and. There's something else that I I was really taken with um, in terms of, you know, from the book. One of your suggestions is um, I was so impressed with this because you talk about, you know, we have to stop hemorrhaging tax dollars to support global military activities. And here, you know, our president is talking about, you know, spending billions now to, you know, into the military, but for destruction. You know, in terms of, I'm sure it's to better the weaponry that we have to kill other people. And um, so tell us, you know, talk a little bit about what you write about in the book, you know, a different way of thinking, how you would you would not go to this place and and talk about um, how you would uh, basically shift the direction from going into down a path of destruction uh, to one of peace, harmony and, and security. Well, I think this uh, training soldiers for the battlefield uh, that I mentioned, the the uh, example in Ecuador, but I also have had experience with, uh, I, I've gotten together with a man uh, who was actually formed the, Pentag- the Pentagon Meditation Club. Yes, it exists. It's in the wow. garden in the center of the Pentagon. And uh, they have a meditation garden there. That is so and, great. and and how how astonishing! Well, how did I find that out? Because I was uh, a scientific colleague in Canada put me in touch with with a Russian a scientist who was associated with a group that was uh, involved in in creating peace on Earth, and he shared a lot of information. But one of the things he told me was the name of this man in McLean, Virginia. And he, they had met in a Buddhist temple in St. Petersburg, which is not on the tourist guides. Now, that's incredible when you think about it. And I actually eventually met the man uh, in, at a conference in Maryland, and he just had come to see me and my wife at the time, and he wasn't interested in the conference. And he's the one that created that Pentagon Meditation Club. So these things exist, and uh, they're teaching... Uh, uh, Eisenhower, General, uh, I'm sorry, MacArthur, mm-hmm. used a word to, called recrudescence, which was aimed at at creating stillness in the mind 
uh, on the battlefield. And this kind of, once this sort of uh, thing prevails, uh, the battle becomes much more objective. And battles are very often, uh, the weaponry and all of that, it's uh, having worked for some military people, I understand the system of checks and balances. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can make that work, but if you combine this with the uh, the prayer and putting light on people and focusing on the situation, the roots of it, the conflict itself will just kind of, uh, it's like a boil it, that heals itself. And and we can do this with the administration. I do, I do this when I wake up every morning. Um, it's something I do. I make my prayers and put light on the on people so they will settle down and sit and watch. And as far as the environmental thing, which I know everyone is concerned about, mm-hmm. I've worked on. Uh, I've worked for the Hopi tribe, uh, one of the few white people that were hired there. And I understand that there are two sides to every story, and I would Mm -hmm. one thing I would suggest for people to put themselves in the other person's shoes. Mm -hmm. Being president of the United States is an impossible job. So for heaven's sakes, think about it and back off a little bit, and these environmental things will surface and start to be um, they will start to be transformed. For instance, fracking. Is now becoming uh, non-profitable because of the other things we've done uh, with the solar, wind, and also using natural gas. And also, I have uh, in my earlier book, in, in the book, the Brave New Mind book, I've written about how to make a um, oil from coal. It's an old process that was pushed aside by uh, vested interests. You know, the oil companies just like. Uh, Tesla got pushed aside by Edison. So mm-hmm. here we have a technology that could bridge the two. If we begin to stop panicking and get through this frustration, take the helicopter viewpoint, I think that things are going to, you know, the government has much more important things to do right now than the environment. So the environmental institutions are holding the point, so to speak. But I I feel deep in my heart that this thing is all going to work out if we just give it a little chance. Well, that is very good to hear. Um, but I, you know, what you also talk about is creating global environmental task force with some of this money that's being you know put into the military. And you bring up some really good points because talk about creating jobs, which is also on the president's mind. I mean. You know, globally, why don't you speak about some of the other things you suggest in the book that we take some of these funds and, and start developing worldwide? Well, for a relatively small amount of money, we could get people uh, who are retired. Uh, maybe they're they're even bedridden or in a wheelchair. They could actually be paid, and this would not be very much money compared to any military uh, mm-hmm. situation to spend a certain number of a certain amount of time, maybe an hour or half an hour a day or longer, uh, meditating on certain uh, areas that were hot spots and just meditating and putting light on, uh, say, a program that's being going through con- Congress. And by putting unconditional light, you know, the light, the love, whatever you want to call it, un- it's energy, creative energy, 
and focusing, this will allow these people to stop uh, working from a fear-based perspective Mm -hmm. and start to cease becoming part of the problem and become part of the solution. It's that simple. (laughs) Easier to say than do, though. (laughs) Well, but but we're really talking about the same thing. It's a shift in thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not really that difficult if, you know, the space is there to create a shift in thinking. Because even if they take a small portion of these billions that are going to go back into the military and they use it for some of the programs that you're, you know, suggesting, like to create a global task force to look at, you know, ecology and for us all to uh, kind of, you know, have a sense of integrity, you know, nation by nation, to look at this as a whole instead of a slice, you know, mentality that we have to start working together globally, uh, you know, in order for this to go in the direction that we want it to go in. You know, countries can't be as isolated doing their own thing as they have been in the past. I mean, that energy, I think, really has to go full 100% global. Would you agree? Well, no, you're absolutely right. And, of course, they're using these these sort of, I hate these terms they use left and right and radical and conservative and Republican yeah. and Democrat. But the the whole thing this this all started a man uh, a Harvard professor is a physicist uh, named Frank White uh call he named this the overview effect. If you remember way back the whole earth catalog when people first saw the the earth as a whole at least you know half of it what they could see from space. It yeah. changed their concept. They said, that's a that's a spaceship. It's a habitat, and this is why we need to always include the Earth in our thinking. And this is why I I conceived of this, this idea of in, uh, environmental tithing for everyone, which simply means you'd put roughly 10% of your energy, time, um, whatever you could do, uh, donate money if you're busy, to uh, something that would help the earth, planting some trees, uh, working with with projects that do this, etc. It is, in a sense, taking personal responsibility for this problem. We can't leave it to the politicians or oh the yes, and that's and it's very important that each one of us realize how much a single individual can do, especially now that the uh, the vibrational energy has has risen, this is uh, not so much my opinion, but uh, I guess the psychic community or whatever you want to call them have said this. And I give an interesting example. I went to a, uh, I, I, rev- I view channeling as a scientific resource and cross-reference mm-hmm. my uh, questions, etc., with different people who don't know each other, etc. And I went to a a session with an entity called Bashar, who uh, comes to this area. He's Paul Anka is his name. He's uh, Daryl Anka, the singer's cousin or something. And I met him and and listened to this. He said that if we took a person in this room and went back 100 years ago to a bar or restaurant or a public place and dropped them in the middle of it, they would seem to be glowing because their energy is so much higher than 100 years ago. Mm. And I just went, wow, that's pretty amazing. And this is the kind of information you can get from channeling. It's the kind of information you really 
can't get from anywhere else. And and there, it it gives you a totally different perspective. And I think the world is is coming to its senses very slowly, but surely it's going to take a while. And this kind of uh, of realization that that any person can do their bit to help is incredibly important, and it can go viral. Yes, and actually we, we set an intention before the show, and that's what we would like, and that was yeah. is really what we would like this information to happen today. Let me just remind the listeners that we're speaking to Dr. Elliot Maynard, and you must go right now to get his new book, which is called Brave New Mind, Working in the Future Science World. And it is wonderful, and it has so many. Actually, in the book, you lay out 25 different ways uh, where we can take this technology and and uh, incorporate it into our day-to-day lives. So it's really something, as I said, I'm keeping it as a reference because I really want to up what I'm doing, you know, and, and those areas that I need to shift in terms of getting negative over all the politics I want to get rid of that and just, you know, move beyond it and do something constructive. And, and you know, as we were talking today, that's really a, a great place for us all to try to, you know, aspire to get to so that we can shift the energy that's happening in the country right now. Um, I can't believe that we haven't, like, scratched so much of this book today. So I hope you'll come back because I really do want to, you know, break the book down and, and, you know, maybe pick a subject and just focus on that for 30 minutes and go through it for the listeners because you have written about so many important things and, um, and there's great value in what you're saying in this book. So I really want people to get it and to go out and buy a copy of it. So before we have a few minutes left... Um, what what would you like? How can what can we do right now to to flip that switch? What would you say to the viewers? Okay, well, all I I suggest you envision a little imaginary switch uh, or a sticky in your in your mental uh, up in the side of your mental screen. If if there, if that exists for you, different people see things different ways, and we we stop thinking we the the natural tendency that's hurting the humans so much human consciousness right now is that the minute they hear some new revelation you know they they feel they have to be involved in that drama and the first reaction is oh there's 10 ways i can tell you that's not right and this is not the way to move ahead into the future. If we just sit back and go away somewhere else and think about things uh, for a little bit, and if we just start to be, then we calm ourselves, we get proactive, we think of ways, creative ways to become part of the solution. So my uh, little efforts of how you can you can make the world a better place is do a good turn for someone every day. Mm-hmm. And that includes the birds and the hummingbirds and the bees and all these things, the, uh, the, the vegetation, because that's part of our bonding with Earth. The second would be uh, try to create win-win situations. When you make a deal or, or uh, meet somebody, and that way you're bridging, you're creating bridges and with the new quantum field context of future science technology, 
we can create win-win-win situations, which is which happens once in a while in business, or mm-hmm. we can create win to the X power. Imagine that. Wow. And I, I love and, the win-win as well because it's really it's involving again thinking of not thinking of the situation not as an individual win but as you know united globally right and you know when people begin to get a taste of this um what it feels like to have <laughs> what you have to be careful of if you get into this quantum mode and and it's simply Put you in that zone that basketball players, football players, uh, racers, uh, ski racers talk about. That is the the point, the zero point where the past, the future, and the present are all at the same place. And because of that, the more you can get into that zone, and this happens with the art. This is why I, I one of the pathways is called Future Science Art. When you, the more you get into that zone, the more uh, that you will start to get miracles happen. You have to be very careful what you ask for because if you if you want abundance, you're going to have to manage all that, and you and you. So you have to kind of be smart about this because what it's you ask. Be careful what you, you ask for because yes. <laughs> you're going to get it. Well, I can't believe that 30 minutes has gone by. Uh, we are. Uh, we're going to have to end the show, and it's been a delight to have you on the program, Dr. Ellen, Elliot Maynard. And the name of the book, again, is Brave New Mind, Working in a Future Science Liv- World. Living in a Future Science World, yes. Oh, sorry. Living in a Future and if Science you, uh, World. And uh, there is a mm-hmm. Kindle version of that and also the, the 12 Futuristic Strategies for Transforming the Global Biosphere, which I had written uh, a few years ago. That's a very good book on global ecology also. Very practical. And you can get the uh, Kindle version. You can actually try a sample to see how you like it. Wonderful. And then uh, why don't you tell the folks your uh, website where they can learn more about your work? Yes. Uh, you can uh, – our website is arcocielos, which is one word, A-R-C-O-S, C-I-E-L-O-S, at yahoo.com. And you can uh, Google my name, Elliot, with two L's and two T's, E-L-L-I-O-T-T, Maynard, M-A-Y-N-A-R-D. There are lots of uh, interviews on our website, uh, papers, and also um, some YouTube uh, videos, too. Yes, it's a wonderful website, and I want you to come back because I want to talk about, you know, converting waste products into diesel fuel and new ways to store intermittent solar and wind energy and all those topics and uh, that are really important subjects that we need to cover and, um, you know, speak about. And my lovely listeners, please go out and purchase the book, um, Brave New Mind, and it's uh, Living in a Future Science World. It's on Amazon.com. We're talking again to Dr. Elliot Maynard. Thank you so much for the work you do, sir, and for being on the program today. And thank you very much. And uh, I'd be delighted to come on your program again if we can arrange that. Yes, for sure. We definitely want to have you back. So once again, thank you. And to all of my listeners out there that tune into the show, um, without you, the show would be nothing. So I just want to say I appreciate you more than you know. 
and I hope that you will pass our show link on to your mailing list and help me spread this information out and into the world. Like us on Facebook. It's been great spending this time with you. I'm sending you a virtual hug from behind the curtain. Until next oh, time. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Until next time. Peace, everyone. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you.